People with ADHD and all mental health are looked down on by the world around them. But we will protect you here. We exist to motivate you, to inspire you, to listen and love the story you want to tell. We are here to understand you and to help you gain the confidence to truly be yourself. And you just might be more powerful than you think you are. Make no mistake, we've got your back. Welcome to Lobau Spark, something for someone. Spartans, what is your profession? Hello there again. I'm, of course, your host, Lobau, and I want to remind everyone listening that Lobau Spark has started a fundraising effort for Crisis Text Line. We have a goal of $19 per episode, as $19 supports one person in their time of absolute crisis. And I think all of you listening know what is meant by that. If you would like to donate through our fundraiser called Lauren's Infinity, the link to do so is in the episode's description. And $1 would go a long, long way. Lobal Spark is proudly sponsored by Feather, Twitter with a purpose. If you need help managing your online relationships, go to www.feathercrm, all one word, .io. Lobal Spark is also supported with the help of Leo Guinan and Kirk Hofstrom. Today I am proud to welcome back a very close friend of mine, Leo Guinan. But he wasn't a close friend at first. He was someone talking with me about ADHD. But now he is a close friend. He has come up with a program called Feather, which happens to be the sponsor of Lobal Spark. Feather is a way to turn online relationships into actual friendships, which is the very point of going online in the first place. Our fundraiser called Lauren's Infinity through Crisis Text Line was started by Leo because I trusted him enough to do it. Online relationships can actually matter, but you have to be extremely careful. Leo has figured out a way to put friendships first and followers second. It's not the amount of followers you have. It's the amount of genuine friendships you create. And Leo has a way of doing that. Leo Guinan, you are something for someone. So essentially, what I realized I could do um, is shift it into more of like a consulting-focused business um, on helping creators or even businesses uh, understand their audience better. I'm actually going to just open up the tooling for free and essentially give people these metrics, give them a set of tools with instructions, and then I want to see what they do with them while I'm doing consulting on like very specific things and figuring out bits and pieces and building that out. And if they trust you, they're all it. Like... <laughs> well, that's know. it. And, and I've been building up that trust uh, for exactly. a while now. Like, I can start getting like word out. People start using it. Hopefully they start seeing results because I know I have. Um, but it's at this point, you know, putting out uh, educational material, content around like how to use it, why to use it, you know, all, all these little things. Because there's a lot of education because I'm trying to untrain essentially what people have been trying to do by social media. Because right. social media trains you to make terrible relationships. Yeah, um, I think scaling is actually a very interesting concept in, in, in teaching people how to scale the good parts and not the bad parts. Um, right. You know, which I think is especially helpful with ADHD because, yeah. uh, you know, you can scale the parts you're good at and then you don't need to worry about the bad parts because you right. can 
you know, it's like a superpower if you really know how to focus it. Yeah. And, and so you teaching people how to effectively scale themselves and, and do that, like through relationships. I think you have a really unique perspective on the relationship side of it, where consulting would be immensely beneficial because like when I first met you, it was, I don't know, eight months ago or so. I, I forgot how long ago that, it, you know, that was, but it was, you seem kind of conflicted between like there is data and there are people. And now you're realizing that people drive the data. <laughs> so it's not, you know, in that, and if you get to where you're really good with people, the data will take care of itself. I mean, you're, you're brilliant enough, obviously to do all those programs and <laughs> code and all that, that I could never do. But if you understand what's behind that, that gives you such a leg up, like in terms of creating and consulting uh, other people on how to do it. Just for essentially, I'll monitor their audience, give them uh, data about that audience based on really what they want to know. But essentially, you know, I've got relationship strength metrics and kind of can give you different insights into your audience that way. Um, or I can look into it in custom because I've spent so much time on Twitter at this point. I'm literally an expert at reading tweets. I love it. I think it's, I think it's awesome. I mean, uh, I, I think the consulting for online relationships is where that's going to be right in your wheelhouse. And by doing this, I can actually like, again, like it's optimizing for both like, getting more data by opening it up to users for free. I wouldn't see half the tweets that I see without the emails. You know, it, it is unbelievable. Like how much you miss if you just rely on Twitter to, to give it to yeah. you. Cause it's like, I don't care where you like, where you're posting stuff. Like exactly. I, I care what you're, what you have to say. And, right. You know, yeah. <laughs> It seems so simple, right? It, it, uh, it does, but the, but these apps don't give a fuck about that. All they care about is staying on that app. You no, know, it, it really does hook into like you know. I think the dopamine receptors, and, and I think a little too deeply. Um, yes, and that's something that t Twitter does it uh, uh, as well. Um, and that's one of the things I actually think Feather helps with because instead of focusing on like the dopamine rush of like instant notifications, it's like, hey, this has a weekly set time to go through this. I don't need to worry about it. I'll, I'll get the email. It'll remind me. Right. Um, you know, it, it, it decouples it from that instant like, you know, FOMO. I, I, I've got to be on Twitter all the time. It, it all comes down to like, you know, just really building real relationships with people. Um, but one, one of the things I, the one of the things that I realized is, uh, you know, so everything is scaling at an exponential rate, right? Right. So um, if you if you have money, it's, it's scaling exponentially uh, because you can use data to do a whole bunch of things simultaneously. Um, but the thing is, relationships are actually the one thing you can't scale uh, exponentially because relationships require time, right? They require time, right. they require attention. Uh, you can't just instantly spread that attention to a million people at once. So that's why this followers metric doesn't make any sense to optimize on. So the metrics that um, I, I'm working with, the goal of them is to actually like, you're never going to be able to get it super high all at once. Like it's, you have to build it up over time and kind of like, develop it over time it'll slowly increase as you start doing the right things but it's never go there's no viral there, there's nothing like that um also it, it 
makes it a lot harder for uh, bad actors to get involved with things because, you know, the, the, the scammers and things like that, they don't want anything that requires time and effort, right? It's all about right. this yeah. instant gratification. Right. And they're not going to target something that requires time and effort in order to build these relationships enough to, uh, I mean, you know, probably not. There will probably be a few, but not nearly at the same level, right? right? And so that's kind of one of the things that I realized was like developing this metric. I had to put time back into it and, you know, figure out a way to, to get it to this point. People are first and how you build things with people is, I mean, you know what it sounds a lot to me like you're doing is exactly what we've been doing for the past like eight months. <laughs> right. On, on this. I mean, like you do have to start small and you can't, care about the followers and all of that and whatever because if you care about the people the followers will come in droves years away like you know and that's they really will and your your authenticity when you're not worried about the numbers is the biggest marketing thing that you can have yeah and you know i think um really the way the way i look at these metrics is i'm trying to identify the people who care and, you know, that is that that's kind of one of the, the main things that I want to focus in on is like who actually cares enough to be putting in their time. Again, it's, it's about people who care. Like there will be people kind of coming in and out, but you, you'll be able to have an easy way to filter them out yeah. and only focus on the people who care about different things. Yeah, right. And, you know. <laughs> And, and that's, that, I mean, that's these, a huge difference. It is. And these apps want you to obviously to stay on them. You know that, it, you know, as well as anybody. But what they really want at their core is to you is for you to be reliable to them for your interactions and to where you don't have shit unless you have this following or this, you know, app. And the problem with that is that people are spending more time with their online relationships than they are in real life. But there can be a balance to flip the narrative and turn the relationships that you make online into actual relationships. Like the ones, the one that you and I have. And that's, I think exactly what you're trying to do. And that That's just it. And, is you know, use it as a tool. Be... <laughs> use right. it as a tool. I, I mean, to... you know, we have the ability to connect to anyone in the world right now. Um, and the majority of the world at this point has internet access and can connect to anybody else in the world. And it's a matter of being intentional about that and figuring out like who you want to connect with and building those relationships. And, you know, there's, there's different ways to go about that. But again, it all takes time, effort and caring. Like you have to care enough to put in the time um, and, and you do that. And, and literally anything is possible online. And that's kind it's of the true. Of it. It's like, true. You know, we, you, you can accomplish absolutely anything. Um, yes. And people are starting to realize this. And unfortunately, there are a lot of bad actors who have realized this and they're manipulating the various systems for their own personal gain. Yeah, but they won't um, last. They won't last, though. But they won't because it, they don't go it, for the long term. So inevitably, what's going to win out is going to be long term thinking, build, building relationships, communities online. These, these, you know, everybody kind of puts community in a place, but it's really just like a group of people who kind of share knowledge, share resources, 
Uh, everything right now is very like it's everybody connected to everybody all the time, and, and that's right. just it's and it, a lot of noise. Yeah, um, it, it's and, for people that I I really think that the online relationships. It, I mean, it's designed for people to struggle. It is designed to keep them needing that app or that or whatever for every single interaction that they have in their life. Because if they turn the online relationships into real relationships, they don't need the fucking app. And that's what's interesting about what you're doing is you're using Twitter as a tool for what it really should be. I can, I can take a look at your Twitter information and I can make some judgments of, of your relationships based on the data. Right. Um, and this will give me an idea of, of approximately what the breakdown in the relationship is. Like I can offer that and say, Hey, look, these are how your relationships are formed on Twitter. Here's what's going well. Here's what's not. Here's what you can improve. Here's numbers to track. So you, when you actually improve them, unlike follower count, they'll actually have meaningful uh, information backing these metrics. But the idea here is to actually make it so beneficial to just follow the rules of the system that it's it's just easier. You don't need to game the system because the system makes sense. You follow the right. rules, you win. Right. Like it, it's it's that easy. Like you you you, you know. You're not an asshole. Okay, that's a win. Uh, right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Um, how powerful some of these ideas can be if we actually build in this long-term thinking. Right. And so for Feather, that that's really what it is for me. It's like, how can we build up these relationships long-term? How yeah. can we build things that matter? Right. And people, I, one of your videos on Loom, I think it was, is that you're in my been the YouTube video also but it said that people are going to be what drives this it is going to be the people that matter and that's that that is all of the fucking incentive that you need and then you can use your brilliant coding mind to make that matter to make people matter more to each other that's a Uh, big that's a big fucking deal (laughs) yeah you know it's just uh it's really about letting people scale their relationships the way they want and that is ultimately uh, what I want to do. And, you know, it's not a matter of like everybody having hundreds or, or thousands of relationships. For a lot of people, I think it's, uh, you know, I kind of did a poll on Twitter, which is super scientific, and I highly recommend it for any types of in-depth research. Um, but asking people how many people they had like decently close relationships on Twitter, most people were under 10. Um, right. right. And, you know, it, it's just a matter of like how many relationships you can you have time to, to put it right, right. It, right. And there's like, been a shift. That's, I, yeah, I think it, there's been a shift from, I really do think at, at, at their core, the social media apps are really, really harmful. I, I, I truly believe that. I think if you're not really strong and tough in, in who you are, those apps can be devastating for your life. And, yes. and I, and I think, you know, someone had a great idea, marketed it as, this will be a tool to help you gain relationships. When really it was never a tool. It was designed to be your end-all, be-all social relationships. It wasn't a tool. It was a trap. And, a mean, trap. That, that, right, 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 exactly. So it, it, it is brilliantly done. All you're saying in a nutshell is we're just going to use the machines to make it easier for the people to get together. Right. 
which is what it was supposed to be designed for in the first place. (laughs) And and, and so I'm going to be completely honest here. When I I first started thinking about this, uh, it's been about a year and a half ago now. I, I, I literally like, I was like, okay, went back to kind of the first principles thinking. Right. And I said, uh, before Facebook existed, like why was Facebook successful? Right. So what did, what didn't exist um, when Facebook came into existence that, that they provided that was such a big deal? Cause obviously they provided something to get people online. Right. right. And so basically what I figured out is that uh, first of all, it gave everybody an instant home online, right? You didn't have to know how to code a website. You didn't have to know anything. You had to fill out a form and you had a spot online. And that was huge at the time, right? Because the, the internet was getting big. We had the dot-com boom um, and, you know, people were making a lot of money. And so all of a sudden, you know, it's becoming a, a, a cool thing to have your, your, your place online. And so it offered that. And then it offered the ability to kind of keep track of like who you've connected with um, and kind of, you know, keep track of these relationships. And when it was essentially everything on Facebook, that worked out really well because it it kind of mimics your actual life, right? Like, so they have your entire social network on Facebook. Well, they realized that's actually really, really lucrative uh, data. So they started selling it off and using it for advertisers. Um, (laughs) And it turns out computers are actually like really efficient at figuring out how to market things and how to make it to where people sell them. Because essentially you can just uh, do some A-B testing, right? And say like, is is this convert better or does this convert better? Uh, You know, it's like the uh, eye doctor. Did you see better with lens A or lens B, right? Um, And and so you keep picking which one does better and you optimize users into specific types of behavior. And when you don't put a lot of thought into exactly like how you're doing this, you end up having some really harmful effects on people. Um, Or you end up like your algorithm does some really weird things and like promotes material that is obviously like super inflammatory in nature and because that's what gets the reactions. Right. So it's kind of like machine learning at at, at such a large scale does a great job at amplifying the uh, worst parts of humanity. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because of like how it's uh, (laughs) like, you know, those are the parts that uh, tend to flare up first and you don't see like the, the best parts of humanity are, you know, in the relationships built long term. But um, which is exactly wrong. Like that's the relationships that you build with real people are what last. This when Facebook first started, it was a great way for people that already knew each other to keep pictures and to, you know, oh yeah, it's fun, which is why it started with a college or whatever. You know, it entered the problem is people figured out I can have more friends here. And I, you know what? The difference is numbers. That's all the difference is. I could be if popular. You give people here. a metric, they'll optimize on it. Right. I, I and, mean, that, that, that's what happens. It, yeah. And the virtual reality stuff that's coming out now, like or whatever, that is a devastating thing, in my opinion, for, for people. That, that, that could not be worse. Uh, it, uh, like, 
people are gonna people that are not strong enough in who they are, they're gonna get their worlds confused with that kind of technology. I think they are. Um, it, it's. I mean, if you told me I could put on goggles and go to Vegas and you know make some mistakes in this world, <laughs> and it wouldn't have any. Co- I'd put on those goggles in two fucking seconds. Like, what what are we doing here? Too, but, it's like <laughs> the people backing this technology are not necessarily people that I trust at all. Yeah, and um, it's it's all geared towards neurodivergent people because well, we need that stuff so bad to validate, you know, our success in life. What I'm saying is you don't fucking need that to validate your success. <laughs> no, and actually, I, I kind of think, uh, again, kind of getting into to some of my theories here, um, I, I think that ADHD people tend to be the first people who respond to uh, changes. And, and so we, we catch on to the patterns faster. We adapt to these changes faster. And so when the hooks are cast, we're the first ones in the net. You know, like kind of thing. And so like all of these changes tend to like hook into ADHD brains. And so they're like, they're tracking behaviors and they're, they're saying, Oh, well, people are doing more of this. Like, yes, because you, you've now attached yourself to our brain and our reward center. And you've got us on this like dopamine drip, right? Like uh, of notifications. And yep. Uh, you, you know, you, you've got us uh, salivating at the ringing of the bell, uh, you, you know, the Pavlovian response. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like, and so I, I think companies are starting to get away from some of the, these ways they optimize because of stuff like that. But there, there are still way too many things that, that are built like that. And so to get away from that, we really... The, the best way is actually to base a lot more of this on actual relationships. And I think Feather can help that in a number of different ways down the line because, you know, we'll be able to essentially filter everything you receive through your relationships as opposed to making you go through it all on your own, right? Like it, it really becomes a community effort to filter out all the crap and only get the stuff you care about because that that's kind of what communities are really good for. <laughs> yeah. it, it comes back to scaling the good stuff, right? Yep. And so if you scale the best parts of yourself that are like the systems you build to keep yourself going, then all of a sudden the other stuff becomes easier to manage because yes. the good stuff runs itself and helps keep everything going. It kind of comes down to this idea that you know, if you're optimistic in believing something and you can figure out a way to make it happen, then like that's what it takes, right? That that's the yeah. measure of success. Like you can sit here all day and tell me why an idea won't work, and that's fine. And you know what? You might be right. You probably will be right. Like I don't care. But I want to go figure out exactly why it won't work. And when I figure out why it doesn't work, I'll find out what does. And in the end, I'm going to find something that's working. It's kind of that mentality, right? Like if you want to be negative cool but negativity doesn't pay off optimism does because you have to have that optimism in order to like put effort into something you have to see where it's going you have to like follow that passion you have to care before the money comes because once you figure out the caring part and the rewards don't matter all of a sudden the rewards start coming i I have relationships with like users and like talking to them and figuring out what their problems are and all i want to do is help make their lives better 
and, and you know, I, I've got some ideas for how to do that and we'll try them out. But if it doesn't work, cool. Again, we'll find something that does. Like that, that's the ADHD way. Like most stuff doesn't work for us, but we'll find out what does. What is your profession? 